Well, thanks for coming out and joining us. We're going to be looking at the alpha and omegas that are inside the Great Pyramid and outside. So Robert Grant in uh, 2018 found an alpha and omega engraved on the coffer in the King's Chamber of the Great Pyramid. This is unbelievable because so many thousands of people have been in there, so many adventurers, so many others, and it's never been found until he found it. So you can see uh, some things he sent me pictures of here. You can show him taking measurements of the alpha and the omega. You can see it outlined there where it's on the, uh, uh, the coffer there. So when I went in there in September 2019 with, with a team, I obviously wanted to, uh, to document it. So uh, we went in there. It was exciting to be searching for something that so many people have missed, like hidden in plain sight, as they say. No, I'm looking for it. So here we are. My group's in there. We're filming. You can see the holes from the, from the uh, apparent uh, uh, top to the coffin that's missing here. But we couldn't find it. It's kind of uh, an enigma. So here you're with us at the moment of discovery here. So, you know, interesting. It's plainly there. And Robert Grant thinks it's been there from the beginning. Okay, there's the A right there. There's the Omega right in there. Okay. So incredible, and uh, this moment kind of captures uh, the, the special sense we had of uh, rediscovering what someone had discovered, something that's been overlooked, an alpha and omega in the most holy spot here in the king's chamber up in the Great Pyramid. Okay, so here's a, a dialogue I had with Robert Grant. He said, it's not mine to find. In other words, uh, he, he realizes as an explorer it's, it's something bigger than him. Uh, and so he, he said, uh, it's chimeric, I fully agree, truly from a different dimension, which is the feeling I had when I saw it. So that's, you know, that's kind of the feeling we had when we were looking for it. It's, it's, from some angles you don't see it, from some you do. It's plainly there, though. It's chimeric, okay? And I like his attitude. It's not mine to find. That's the attitude of a, a true, true seeker. The thing is, though, that's not the only Alpha and Omega associated with the Great Pyramid, the one that Robert Grant found and which I documented. When I was looking at some footage of myself on the east side of the Great Pyramid, I discovered the Alpha and the Omega, what I call the AIP, Alpha and Omega. Do you see it? Okay, so there it is. And uh, it, it doesn't appear from, it's, again, it's kind of chimeric. It doesn't appear from all angles uh, in different times of day, but it, it's plainly there. Um, so uh, when I showed it to Robert Grant, he goes, oh, OMG, you may be right. And then he drew the, uh, the green uh, outlining of it there. And the way he is, he likes to document everything, document everything. So he said, uh, showing the uh, 360 angles he put on his Omega, uh, the, those uh, serifs come to 137 and 222 degrees, and those are the Omega serifs. And, and he said, mine looks to be the same. So interesting, there's the serifs on the omega there and on mine, and both of them seem to be at 137 and 222 degrees you know, on, on the omega, which is our incredible numbers if you understand uh, you know, some, some special constants and stuff that you won't go into in this video. So the alpha and omega is there, the AIP alpha and omega, but it's chimerical, okay? So 
Um, and, and by the way, I, I get uh, pictures of the pyramid all the time in my feed because I follow hashtags that relate to the Great Pyramid. So every day I'm looking at the Great Pyramid and I see it all the time in other people's photos. So this is not something I'm trying to invent. Like, you know, some days more than, more than others it shows up, but not every photo. It's just there. It's interesting. Okay. Here's one from John Romer. Now, again, I don't know on the YouTube video how well it's going to come through, but this was a special he did on uh, 60 Minutes, the Australian version. And uh, you know, I'm sure he's not even aware of it, but here's this Alpha and Omega in, in a video by the Egyptologist John Romer. Incredible. But that's not the only Alpha and Omega in the Great Pyramid. There's a third one. Uh, I was doing research on the scored lines in the descending passage on October 6, 2019. I had special permission inside the pyramid with my team. And uh, that, that first part of the descending passage, by the way, is sometimes called the, uh, the entrance passage. So it's going down but from the outside uh, original entrance on the 19th course, which heads down ultimately to the subterranean chamber. The whole thing's called the descending passage, but uh, again, here I am in it. It's also sometimes called the entrance passage. So we're taking measurements on the scored lines and doing research there. And so watch the clip to see what pops up. So this is a, a partial clip. You can see right so, here. Hold it. Is it? Yeah. This right here, this is a scored line. This is part of the original construction. Because this has got a smooth face all along. But there it is right there. An alpha and omega. And I didn't even see it when I was studying the scored lines. This came when I got home and was examining my film footage. Because, you know, it's dark in there and we only had so much time with our permission, and uh, so there it is, a third Alpha and Omega, okay? Uh, again, there it is. So uh, the, I think Robert Grant drew that. I might have drawn, I forgot one of us drew that. I asked him to draw one of these. So since I only saw it later, I printed out uh, plates of, of the different pictures and pasted them together to, to kind of see where it is. So it's four inches uh, to the center of it from the scored line, this, those are the scored lines on the uh, east wall of the descending passage. And it's 22 inches from the top corner down to the middle of it. And it's three and a half inches high, two and a half inches wide. So I'm going to study that more the next time uh, I have permission to get in there. But that's not the only alpha and omega. There's this one. Now this one is a derived alpha and omega. And you can see that the outside A there is just formed by the slope sides of, of the Great Pyramid, and then where the two King's Chamber relieving shafts end at the same height on the uh, north and south faces of the Great Pyramid, you just draw a line across there. So that's a natural A that's formed by the uh, formed by the Great Pyramid. And for the Omega, here is a, a circle that I found. If you take uh, the center to be the exact crown of the of the Queen's Chamber. Uh, and and then draw it so it uh, one of the you know the radius would go to the top of the king's chamber. It also touches the junction point where all the passages are: the first ascending passage, the uh, the, the uh, well shaft, you know, down to the subterranean chamber, the queen's chamber, the grand gallery. They all come together there, and it looks like it touches part of the grotto. So all the major passages in the Great Pyramid are touched base by this omega, and then the seraphs you know go along at the uh, at the ground level there. So an alpha and omega inside the Great Pyramid. Interesting. Okay, so before alpha and omega is inside the Great Pyramid, here they are. So I called the, these two inside and outside. Actually, three of them are inside, but you know, the inside derived one at the top there 
and then the one on the outside on the east face. So you've got inside and outside in terms of thinking of these alpha and omegas. But another way to think about them is beginning and ending. Because the one that's in the entrance passage, as I said, the first part of the descending passage is called the entrance passage. The first part is there. As soon as you, you, know, you get in, you, 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 know, you, you see that one. It's not too far, far down the, uh, the descending passage there. And then when you finally get up to what everyone recognizes, the summit of the journey, you've made it to the king's chamber, the place where the, you know, the empty coffer is, you find the Alpha and Omega that Robert Grant found. I put uh, here that it was October 6th, but he told me later he was in the pyramid on October 6th because I was in the pyramid October 6th, 2018. He was in the pyramid October 6th, 2017. And I thought that was an unusual coincidence, but he didn't find it on that day. He found it in 2017, but on a different date. So anyway... Beginning and ending, okay? So, uh, looking at these now, the, the first alpha and omega, you'd see, you could see from a distance, it would attract you, you know, just like the, a pyramid attracts, the Great Pyramid attracts so many people from around the world because it's, you know, it was the largest structure, the tallest structure on Earth for almost 4,000 years. So people have been attracted to it, they're attracted to it. So you see the alpha and omega on the outside, you go, ooh, I wonder what else is going on there. So that leads you, of course, to go... Uh, into the Great Pyramid, and then you find one on the inside there. So now you're thinking, wow, this is really interesting. These are leading me. And so there's the descending passage. You can see the scored line right there, and then there's two unique uh, joints that, that precede it, which we were measuring those also when we were in there. Okay, so there it is. Okay, so that's the second alpha and omega. Then the third one is derived by looking at this cross-section of the Great Pyramid, but there is an Alpha and Omega there. And then the fourth one, there's the carved Alpha and Omega on the diorite, you know, sarcophagus that's, that's in the King's Chamber there. Wow. Incredible. Okay, so um, the Alpha and the Omega. Three times in the Book of Revelation, and four, depending on which translation you use, Alpha and Omega is referenced, okay? So the first one, Revelation 1.8, I'm Alpha and Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. So very powerful words going along with this Alpha and Omega. Now this one I put in red because this one only appears in the King James. If you're reading a different translation of the New Testament, you won't see this one. So, you know, there's three Alpha and Omegas in the Bible. Oh, there's four. Just like with our Alpha and Omega's inside the Great Pyramid. If you don't count the derived one, there's three. Oh, there's four. Interesting connection. So, you know, there's the four uh, we've gone through in, in this video so far, the four appearances of the Alpha and Omega in the Great Pyramid. But again, if you don't allow the one I'm deriving, which isn't a physical one, there are three physical Alpha and Omega's. So interesting, three or four usages of Alpha and Omega in the Bible, in the book of Revelation. Uh, verse 20, uh, chapter 21, verse 6, Then he said to me, It is done. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give to the one who thirsts from the spring of the water of life without cost. And, and I love this reference because I've studied the Great Pyramid so intensely because I think it has meaning. I think that there's things to be found there. I thirst for it. And that's what this associated with this idea of Alpha and Omega. You know, wanting to understand these things. What's here for me? And then in the last chapter of the Bible, the final reference, the fourth or the third, depending, I'm the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Wow. Okay. So I got to thinking, 
this alpha and omega is, is the alpha and omega are together, but the alpha is bigger. Okay, this alpha and omega, the alpha and the omega are basically the same size. They're at the same height, but they're together. And the third one, again, uh, they're, they're together, the alpha and omega are together. But in this case, while the A is bigger, the omega doesn't outsize it like the first one. But all three of these, the alpha and the omega are together. They're one. Finally, when you get up to the coffer in the king's chamber, you have a separate alpha and omega. And I couldn't help but think, because I, I took you on this idea that there's this development of the alpha and the omega, and this is the culmination that somehow there's some kind of mature understanding of God to be able to differentiate. It's the alpha and the omega are separate. You know, they were treated uh, together in the first three, but this final one for the mature there's this differentiation of the understanding of God. And of course, I, I hope we would think that as, as we mature and grow in spiritual in spirituality in these things, we would have a deeper understanding of the powers that be. Okay? The Alpha and the Omega. Okay, final thoughts here. This is mysterious. You know, are those Alpha and Omegas, were they carved in later. You know, Robert Grant thinks that that the one on the coffer was part of the original, you know, the original builders put that there. And while you might scoff at that idea, thinking, well, somebody carved that in there, if you look at some of my other videos and markings that plainly were left by the builders on the Giza Plateau that plainly point out meanings and things, they're not like, you know, some perfectly polished diamond that without question, they're, they're, I won't say they're rough marks, but you know, it, it's possible based on other signals that the builders have left on the Giza Plateau that the Alpha and the Omega was originally part of the Great Pyramid. So it's a mystery, because maybe it wasn't, we can't prove it. And, and the same thing with the other ones. The one in, it's so interesting that there's one right next to the, the uh, scored lines, which is such a peculiar and singular part of the Great Pyramid. So the final, final thought is, you know, the Great Pyramid, many think, is the Pillar of Enoch. These ancient legends, you know, both in uh, Arabic legend and, and uh, Muslim legend, uh, ancient, you know, Hebrew oral tradition, that Enoch was going to want to put two stone pillars that would encase the wisdom of the world and also help warn of future catastrophes. So if the Great Pyramid is that, and, and I think it is, then there, as we've done other videos about the, uh, uh, the, the pole shift that could happen and the catastrophes that could come, Omega is a perfect symbol to go along with the idea of a final warning because it's the last letter of the Greek alphabet. And of course, as a symbol, you know, I talk about this in my book, Enoch, it predates, you know, Greek, the Greek language and Greek culture. So there's this ancient symbol of Omega and it goes along with, uh, you know, the constellation Orion, where it's so revered by so many people, because there is an idea of Omega. Here's, a, here's this Orion raising his club and coming with judgment. So the idea of the Omega. So that makes the Alpha and Omega have potential meaning in relationship to the Pillar of Enoch. Okay, well, listen, I hope you can come on this Orion correlation tour that I'm doing 
uh, April 19th through the 25th. You know, the, look in the description below and you'll see uh, some of the particulars, but it's going to be a lot of fun uh, and it's going to be very educational. It's going to be an intimate group with a spiritual direction. So come join us on the Orion Correlation Theory Tour. All right. Well, thanks for watching. Uh, comment below.